FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 291 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and I'm joined once again by Georgie V from the Excalibros podcast. And we are here as official correspondents to the wedding of the century. Oh, did you, did you get an invitation? I just sort of like filmed from the bushes. I don't know about you. Right, yeah, 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 but um... We're going to report live <laughs> from, from this wedding. Screw the royal wedding. <laughs> this is the wedding all the nerds care about. So all the <laughs> normal people have your People magazine. We have our X-Men comics. <laughs> I mean, they only have, like, real life. We have David Marquez drawing our, our Oh, weddings. my goodness. I cannot wait to talk about that. Um, <laughs> So unfortunately, our, our third correspondent is a little under the weather, um, but we will have a couple of thoughts from him, and then we'll catch up next time, and, and wish nothing but the speediest of recoveries to, to Mr. Dan. Hopefully, he'll feel better very, very soon. Yeah, you know, if it was another week, I would say, to to pull the, the curtain back for, for a minute here, Dan, is his stomach's not feeling very well. He's, uh, he's uh, puking a little bit. So if this was yeah. a couple of months ago, I would have said, you know, he just read too many issues of X-Men Gold and he, uh, <laughs> he couldn't, his stomach couldn't handle it. But that's not the case this time. No, no, I don't, I don't think it will be. Uh, maybe we can blame it on Blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe he, he's infected by Venom, yeah. He did just say he, was, he had half read Blue. So maybe that's what did it to him. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him for not reading the other half either. I know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but all of that and more is to come on this episode. Um, we're about to uh, switch our coverage to uh, 1407 Gray Mountain Lane in North Salem, New York, 10560. Um, we're going to talk about X Men Gold number 30. And uh, we also have some X-Men news to talk about, but a lot of that, I think, is going to tie into our wedding coverage, so do, why don't do, we do, talk do, about do, that? Do, 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 do. X-Men news! <laughs> yes, very much so. So I think we'll wait and talk about that after we talk about gold, and maybe even cool. after blue. But, um, but yeah, some things, some exciting things, I think, to talk about. Um, Before we get started, I just want to make sure that your wife covered from her giggle fest from her last episode. <laughs> as far as I know, the straight jacket in the padded room fixed her right up. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a couple episodes this last month or two that she's just gotten really, really tickled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, what are you drinking there? Well, at the uh, the X-Men wedding open bar, I got me a bourbon and Coke. Oh, man. I just had to, like, sneak along this, this six-pack of Budweiser light, Bud Light that's, like, not... It's kind of lukewarm because I'm hiding in the bushes, so it's... 
It's not nearly as good. Everything about that sentence sounds gross to me. (laughs) 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 Oh, at least if you're gonna if you're gonna be healthy, go with the uh, what's it? What's the the high life? (laughs) Yes, Miller High Life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the band I was in several years ago, um, I was playing drums for their the rehearsal beer of choice was MGD. Oh my! Yeah, and I tell you what, man, you can you can knock back a case of those and just kind of feel okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing so, about those those like cheaper like light light pills in the beers. You can just have a whole yeah like case of these things and feel <laughs> fine. You could just dry right. it afterward if you wanted. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna advocate that. I'm not but, advocating um... it, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, all right. We want to talk about some some marriage stuff. Let's do it. I'm really, you know, I'm really interested. In, I I wouldn't miss Dan on all the issues. I'm probably gonna miss him most on this because I'm really interested to see how different life scenarios right. impact the way we read this. Because I think it might might play a factor. But um, I guess we'll get to that when we get to it. Um. So X-Men Gold number 30 is the Till Death Do Us part finale um, leading up to the the fabled wedding of Kitty and Colossus. Um, and that's exactly what's going to happen as we run through this issue. Uh, written by Mark Guggenheim. Art by the wonderfully talented David Marquez. Uh, colors by the equally awesome Matthew Wilson. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! Woohoo! And the cover is by Phil Noto, and there's some variants as well, but I didn't see any of those. So, um, so on the cover by Phil Noto, we have continuing this this theme of of Kitty and Colossus's love being based on her ability to phase body parts. Um, we have a white glove phasing through Colossus's still hands, and then a crowd of X Men looking on. With mostly smiles, except for Gamora, who I think just got groped by Star-Lord. And like, Peter, how dare you? (laughs) Uh, We're in a wedding. (laughs) Um, So, typically, I love Phil Noto. I found this cover to be very drab. What did you think? It It feels kind of different from him. I don't know if it's... I wouldn't say it was drab. Um, I don't know if the coloring is a little bit different than what I'm used to seeing from him. It looks a little bit... I would say even even David Marquez felt a little bit different than, than normal. Right. I, I wonder if they went like a sort of like a, a, like a painter-esque, more of a pastel-y kind of a, a feel to everything here. Because it, it just feels different. Yeah, I mean, Noto's been doing watercolors and stuff for a while. Um... I don't know. Just I think it's because all the faces look almost like um, the little people version of the X Men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Just something about it just is kind of off to me. But I don't want to disparage it too much because I do really, really like Phil Noto. So oh, man. he gets he gets something of a pass. But you, you said recently that he's going to be doing Daredevil, and that just yes. oh my goodness. Oh, if I can find it, I I retweeted it at one point. I'll try to find it again. He actually did like a trailer. Oh, nice! For his for his upcoming arc, that's basically just like 
still art but animation mm-hmm. and to this like really like funky like 70s like like noirish like jazz song like just kind of a dirty funky it's really cool if i can find it again i'll tweet it back um but or you can probably find it on his his twitter page but it's it's it's, it's worth looking for i gotta look for it when he was doing uh the the uh, Black Widow? Yeah, Black Widow, which was yes. gorgeous the whole oh, way through. Oh, my goodness. There was yeah. one issue that, that Daredevil made an appearance in that was just unbelievable. Like, I'd never seen yeah. Daredevil portrayed that way, and it was... I w- after reading that, that issue, I was like, I need a Phil Noto <laughs> Daredevil book. So, oh, well, and now you're going to get it. I'm going to jump on so. just for that, you know, and if I like it, maybe I'll, I'll stay on it. But, oh, man... Well, that that book has been top notch for a while, in my opinion. But um, cool. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna start off well, with. So, a sorry, flat. Jason. One one other question yeah. here. Oh, not question, but yeah. I want to bring up uh, a couple things about this cover that I just I just love. I love that Dupe and Ilyana are basically doing like the same thing with their hands. <laughs> yes. I love that Dupe is even in the wedding. <laughs> um, right. And I love the idea of a superhero wedding where all the superheroes come in costume, but the bride and yes. groom are not in costume there. <laughs> like, imagine if you had to wear, like, your, your work uniform to, like, a friend's wedding. Like, if you, were, you were, like, a plumber. You had to wear, like, your plumber's overalls. Oh, my. And, like, wouldn't that be That's something? That's pretty nuts. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I think in the, uh, the upcoming Batman wedding, they're getting married in costume. Because it's actually Batman and Catwoman getting married, not Bruce and Selina. Right, exactly. Which, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that gives a pass, too, because that, that story leading up to it has been so good that um, I'm interested anyway. But, yeah. Um, so, shout out to, to Tom King. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. So, we start off with... One of my least favorite Colossus moments ever. And so we get that nice flashback of that stupid girl he fell in love with in Secret Wars. Um, <laughs> and then kind of how that leads, I guess, their first breakup. Um, so who did Secret Wars again? Was that Shooter? Oh, yeah. That was Shooter in all his Shooter gloriness. Right. So um, just, just to... Because I think it's worth mentioning, Shooter did that sort of all on his own, and yes, so yeah, a lot Claremont had to clean it up. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, a lot of what happened with a lot of the characters that were there was really out of character. Like the X Men acted really weird. Shooter didn't like the idea of Colossus and Shadowcat being together because of the age thing, so he like right. forced them to split apart. A lot of weird things happened in Secret Wars. Uh, yeah, because definitely. Shooter decided to ignore. The buildup of all the, of the characters and just wrote them <laughs> however he wanted. Uh, so when people say they love Secret Wars, I, to me it feels like the ultimate like fan fiction because <laughs> it's someone in the company but who ignored all the storylines and is just like, nope, Spider Man's doing this now, and Doom right. is doing this now, and Colossus <laughs> is just going to do this now. Um, not that, and I think we've 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 talked previously about how sort of weird it is for. How old is Colossus? Like eighteen, and Kitty was fourteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those that, as adults, not a big deal, but mm-hmm. at the time, well, at the ages they were, 
It's a pretty big gap. You know, it's funny. We, we're uh, Denise and I were recently having a very similar conversation because um, my oldest nephew, which would be Ethan's oldest cousin, you know, has always come to like his birthday stuff. And, and this year, we're not really doing a family thing because Ethan's turning twelve. Right. And just doing something with some friends. And we're, we're talking about, well, should we have him? invite his cousin because they're only two years apart but then the difference between 12 and 10 is pretty big right right <laughs> you know because one kid's going into fifth grade the other kids already had a year of middle school like it's only two years but it's a big two years and i don't know just like will, will his friends you know be cool with that or what you know i don't know it's just kind of an interesting conversation because depending on what the age is is really sometimes more important than the difference and right and to be honest uh you know when i was in high school i knew a number of girls who were freshmen who were dating seniors and the seniors were 18 and the freshmen were 15 14 yeah so that when that that didn't go on i don't know if that's still a a thing that's that's normal uh (laughs) because i'm a number of decades out of high school but it's um you know, it, it, it's something that happens, even if it does feel creepy reading it as an adult. But I, I think that's one of the few things about Secret Wars that I, I, I appreciate is that he got away from that relationship, even though if it was like a really weird like left turn for Colossus to just fall in love with someone on, out in space. Right. Yep. But either way... The art and colors look really cool, but that's going to be kind of our theme for this yes, issue. Yes, yeah. Um, and we cut over to to today. I was looking at kind of the, the chairs and the, the red carpet. Really like the way Marquez draws Kitty's hair. Yeah, I would think the hair is actually kind of the standout for a lot of this issue. I was going to mention yeah. Ilyana's hair later on as well. But right. Yeah. I feel like he, as I mentioned up front, like he did some different stylistically to his art and the way that Wilson is coloring here that makes it just feels like a like an adult kind of an issue in in like a grown up way and less of a take your clothes off kind of way. Right. Right. <laughs> no, you know, no. I was going to talk about this at the end, but maybe I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit now. Um, it almost has. A and I, it's gonna sound weird, but I mean it in a very good way. But almost a soap opery mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, feel to it. It reminds me a lot of the way Fiona Staples adjusted her art to do the Archie stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. And I don't know, just the because the theme I think in this issue is going to be how awesome Marquez's facial expressions are. And how just he nails that turn after turn after turn oh, yeah. on this issue. And so it has a very a just dramatic feel to it. Um that works really, really well. I mean let's not let's not, you know, beat around the bush here. a lot of excellent comic books have been very melodramatic and like so oh, yeah, I mean yeah. in, in the same way that pro wrestling is fighting draped over like <laughs> soap opera plots like a lot of right. superhero comics have been that way for a long time as well so it, it really fits yeah yeah totally 
Alright, so anyway, they, uh, they think about that, and then Colossus says something poetic, and Kitty's like, aw. Um, <laughs> and they run off to Harry's hideaway for what I get. They say rehearsal dinner, so I guess they had the rehearsal, now they're having a dinner with a packed house. Um, you got Cable running around, Beast, Rogue, um, the young X-Men, kind of every, uh, who's who, um, at Harry's hideaway. Um, mm-hmm. And we get some little, like, pieces of, of Jubilee and Nightcrawler talking. We get the three related redheads talking about how weird it is, like, their relationship together, and, and a lot of, like, sweet moments. Um, but I, I have a... Sorry, I'm gonna. I think I'm. I'm full of tangents, but we have Beast here, and he is probably just wearing his like trunks again because he's topless. But right. Also, but we also have Nightcrawler who always wears clothing. So I'm wondering, like, what's the difference? Like, is Beast's fur make him hot, <laughs> or is he just like embracing his beast side, like no clothes? I I, I really want to know what the difference is. I want that to be a discussion point at some some. Sometime, like Nightcrawler goes up to Beast, like, "Hey, Beast, so uh, are you done with clothes, or what's up?" Right, right. So I have this shirt. It's a little big for me. Would yeah, you like yeah. to borrow it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought this a couple months ago when I was feeling kind of bloated, but I think it might work for you. So what do you right. Think? <laughs> you remember in the '90s when we wore everything baggy? Well, I, we're yeah. done with that. You can have this shirt I had. <laughs> Beast, whatever happened to your trench coats? You used to wear those all the time to, like, <laughs> hide, but now you're just black shorts, yeah. and that's all you need, I guess. Right? Yeah. Just some uh, Michael Phelps shorts yeah. is all, all we need. <laughs> yeah. So we get a, a little a little catch-up with Rogan Gambit, um, a little kind of asterisk to that miniseries. Um, mm-hmm. And Lockheed and his dragon family shows up. And then Ileana makes Kitty go up to the roof. And Georgie, what kind of happens up there? I love this scene, partially because I love Ileana, but it also is a great chance to highlight their relationship, which really hasn't been focused on in this book at all, even though they were both on the same team for a while. Um, And they both look very, very pretty, but sort of natural and... Like it's, they're both drawn gorgeously, and they have really like a sister moment um, up on the roof that I think was just super touching, and I, I love this scene. Yeah, yeah. So they they're sharing a drink, um, not to turn this into like the Russell Dodderman uh, podcast, but uh, I agree with you. I think the hair is the highlight of this. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. This this art up here. So, what do you think of uh, the conversation and Ileana's kind of, I won't say argument, but I guess the point she makes. I understand her point, and I think she's in a tough spot because obviously she loves Peter, and right. he only came back to her a couple years ago, right? And yeah. So she doesn't want anything bad to happen, but also, Kitty is really like her sister in a lot of ways, so. She loves them both, and she wants them both to be happy, but she feels that, you know, if they were meant to work out, this would have happened a, a long time ago. And she she lets Kitty know how she feels, and, you know, I, I think the idea sort of sinks into Kitty's head a little bit. I, I think it's, it was already something she was half contemplating, but um, 
sometimes it takes a third person to really make you consider something like this. But right. it just it just feels so true. Like this is a family moment, like two sisters talking about their feelings and how, how much they care for each other. And like these these two pages are just super gorgeous. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And again, want to just highlight, and we already talked about the hair, but the the facial expressions from panel to panel mm-hmm. as they change with the dialogue, and even like the last one where they they embrace, and then the camera quote unquote spins around to Kitty's face, right. and how she's kind of looking off into space. Like I don't know what to do with this now. Like this this scene has been planted, and now. <laughs> You know, I've got to deal with it. Um, it's just the art tells so much of the story that that is really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know about. I'm really wrestling with how I feel about. You know, well, it would have happened by now. I don't know. We'll talk about that more, I guess, as we get towards the end. But um, yeah, I'm not not sure where I land on that. Well, I will say it's very abrupt to like bring it on the night before uh, <laughs> right because like if if this this series would have been written better that would have been something that Ileana would have talked to her about previously or you know that they're like will they won't they get married vibe would have been something that was brought up more but it's been like a pretty smooth relationship since they like uh, proposed right so right it's right. it's kind of abrupt it's, it's, it's a little bit sudden I, I agree yeah all right, well, then we get to the big day. Um, and Colossus and Kurt are, are getting dressed. Oh, they're uh, staying at the Claire Bird Hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> like Claremont and, and Burn. Like Claremont. Oh! Oh, my goodness. I was trying to think, is that a real place? No. No, you're exactly right. Like, that is pretty awesome. Wow. I like that. I wonder whose idea that was. I don't know, but that's wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I gotta say, Kurt looks pretty good in the tux, but where's his tail? Um, maybe it's just tucked or wrapped around his leg. <laughs> I'm gonna go with wrapped around his leg. Okay, is that a tail in your pants? Are you just happy to see me? Exactly. Um. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, then we can get a... A touching scene. Who all shows up in Kitty's dressing room? So here's something I, I, I might need some clarification on. Because we get okay. uh, Kitty's mother and we get Storm. But then we get a, a third woman who's doing her hair who didn't I didn't really recognize. Oh, okay, yeah. So Stevie Hunter is definitely from... Oh, gosh. Is she Claremont Byrne or did she even date back to Claremont and Cochran? I can't remember now. But, um, so way back, um, when Kenny was first coming around, um, there was a dance instructor in New York that the ex-girls went to kind of take dance lessons from. And then she also kind of hung around and, of course, got drawn into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. X- X-Men misadventures. And so she's kind of always been like a mentor to Kitty. Um, and that last... Oh, at least through like the early 80s and I think she kind of um I don't know just got left behind story wise mm-hmm. and then just kind of randomly popped up every now and then but 
I thought it was kind of cool to see her show up for the wedding. That, that was a nice, nice touch. Nice. I was, in my mind, I'm like, is this the woman that Cyclops was marooned on an island with for a while? Oh, no, that's uh, Lee, Lee Alistair. Yeah, yeah. But I was yeah. like, there's no way that she's doing kids' right. makeup. That would be weird. Yeah. So in the late 70s and early 80s, Stevie Hunter had um, the beaded dreadlocks. There's a name for that. What's that called? Um, like the really tight cornrows with the beads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was, you know, kind of of its time. Um, so I don't know if that that makes any refreshes your memory at all or not. But um, but yeah, no, she was very very involved in in some of the earlier Claremont stories. Mm-hmm. And we get sort of Kitty maybe having a little mini freak out before her wedding. And crying a bit and really embracing her family, which is really sweet to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Storm has like a bit of a part to play, considering how much of like a big sister she was to Kitty for a while. So it's yeah. And we're getting Guggenheim giving her all these words. <laughs> Here's the thing, like I don't, and I I got a uh, sort of another, you know. I'm stepping away from the story here for a second, but I wasn't sure how much Thompson had to do with this issue and not have to do with this issue um, because of, you know, what happens at the end. But I read this, and I was like, oh, great, this is great. So I, I, I tweeted Thompson, like, this is amazing. This is, like, the best X-Men stuff ever, like, in, in a long while. And then I started to, like, think about it, like, wait a second, she's not credited. Was this all- <laughs> Is this all Guggenheim? Did I just like make Thompson feel really weird? <laughs> right. You've already made her feel weird about Guggenheim before. Yeah. But like this felt it didn't feel like Guggenheim's writing at all to me. Uh, and if no. it, if it is him, like kudos, man. You you yeah. did some great stuff here, but it felt like someone else took the reins for a good portion of this book. Well, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to take the credits at face value. Um for now, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's... The way the story is crafted feels as so much more inflection than what this book has had previously. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah. Um, so they hug it out, and then I guess they get in the limo, get ready to leave, and, and Logan is on the roof being creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know... Just hanging out, maybe, maybe not being a brainwashed assassin. I don't know. Um, it's only like his <laughs> almost adopted daughter's getting married. He's like, nope, why? I'm not right. gonna join her. I'm just gonna watch the the cars go by for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, But again, Marquez's Logan hair is pretty rad. <laughs> he looks, he looks handsome. I don't. Marquez yeah. makes everyone look great, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we get to the main event, and I have seen so many tweets, and yes. and deservedly so. Yes. But about how Storm steals the scene, and the the dress that Marquez puts her in is pretty uh pretty amazing. I think the paparazzi would have had a field day had they been been there. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love and how how Rogue is in a, a appropriately green dress. And Ilyana right. is in like a very like emo uh, gothic like yeah. all black. It's just 
Everything fits yeah. well with the personalities. It really does. It really does. Because Storm's really regal. Mm-hmm. Rogue is wearing her her gloves past the elbows so she doesn't touch anybody. Ileana looks like she's right off the set of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but again, everybody looks so great. Um, and, and Rogue and Gambit have a moment. The young... Scott and Gino, like, this is weird, huh? We're we're supposed to get married over there in the past. Um. <laughs> yeah, I love how Scott's like, this will never stop being weird, and Gene says, right. nope. Yeah, and then Nightcrawler pulls his tail out of his trousers, um, <laughs> lets it, lets it hang loose, um, and we have a funny moment with them. What, what happens here when they get ready? They're they're starting to prepare the ceremony. I just love the um, the rabbi is is just like going down his checklist to make sure everything goes well. It's like, what about the rings? And that Carl's like, huh, rings? Bamf, bamf. Okay, I got them. Like <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I thought that was really cool. And um, then we, the, the close-up on the violins is great. And the way that they zoom from kind of the feet up into the full page of Kitty coming down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast, kudos to Beast. He put on clothes. Oh, he actually put on clothes. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's even got a little ascot and a pocket square. I so. love that it's like a purple suit, suit too. It's, uh... <laughs> it's like I stole this from the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Colossus says, Boys and moi. When, when he sees Kitty. But that face is pretty perfect, though. That is a... Oh, yeah. Wildly in love. I'm knocked out by seeing my bride. Um, this classic wedding face. Um, yeah, Bo's boy, yeah. Yeah. I, I, hey, if I was getting married to Kitty, I'd feel the same. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Russian for boing, 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 right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> If you look in the dictionary, it's, it's just a, a gif of uh, Beavis and Beavis Butthead. And <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And so we get some more talk about their ups and downs. Um, and I really like, I don't, and, you know, we talk about taking the credits at face value. I don't know who, you know, sometimes depending on how closely the artist and the writer working together. I don't know if, if Guggenheim said this is how the page ends or if Marquez just said this is how I'm going to lay it out. Mm-hmm. But the way this page turns is perfect. And the fact that it's not, you know, pages that are open together but you have to turn the page. Mm-hmm. Because it, the panel at the bottom is Colossus about to put the ring on it. And then we open up, and what happens on that full-page splash, Georgie? She phases right through his hand. It's like, you kind of knew something was happening, and if you had paid attention to any of the solicits or news, you knew that this was not going to, quote-unquote, end well for the couple. Right, yeah. But it's 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 a bit shocking. And then, yeah, I mean, we get, it's like a one-page splash. You ever, you ever think of that one-page splash of two hands, like, holding? <laughs> like... <laughs> that action scene going but it's such a it's a key moment yeah. though it works it works really well yeah um better than most of the covers of them phasing each other mm. um 
what was it the the wedding special where they both had their uh, oh gosh that was an awful cover but yeah that was like phase six oh. yeah <laughs> no this is so much more emotionally compelling yes um <laughs> and I love that it, the next page is is nine panels of everyone's faces looking shocked and then even Kitty is like sort of shocked with what she she's done right yeah and then it, it starts and ends with Colossus I, <laughs> I love that the rabbi is just looking down like oh my goodness yes <laughs> but yeah um, of course she apologizes phases right into the ground and then I really I really love the friendship and the history when you turn the page here um, mm-hmm. where Colossus just looks over his shoulder to Nightcrawler and says Kurt can I not be here please and he's like yeah of course and bamps him away to spare him the embarrassment like that's that's true like just best friendship we've been through hell yeah. and back together like yeah dude I got you I got you right here I'm not taking sides I'm just helping my friend and I don't know and it speaks it speaks to their friendship it speaks to who Nightcrawler is you know it's funny because <laughs> this book for 29 issues I feel has struggled to capture the essence of characters exactly and this issue nails just right and left what the characters would do in these situations and it is so perfect and it I, I'm with you it makes you kind of go like just scratch your head and be like well this is Guggenheim where has this been imagine if he knew if he had like this grasp on the characters for the first 29 issues this like, would be a great book <laughs> I mean, even if we have like ink in the book or whatever uh, right he could still make that work with the other characters uh it, this could have been something quite a, we could have been like on a high for the last two years you know right but uh, yeah I don't I don't know no don't no know. this is as like you you put it perfectly these are the moments uh that I, I've been waiting to see in an X book uh, for so long outside of red obviously that like right. make, it makes it feel like this is why X-Men comics are wonderful these I mean it's sort of a, a sad moment for Colossus and Kitty but it, it feels like them it shows like the relationships and how they would react and it feels real and honest and I, I'm just I'm bl- kind of blown away by this book <laughs> right yeah especially after reading that crappy wedding special mm. um, it feels so good to kind of jump onto this um and you have everyone kind of trying to figure out how to react, what's appropriate to react. Um, Cable just hits the food and the drink. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's front and center, like, behind the cake, like, okay, who, who can I... It almost looks like he's, like, the guy at the wedding that doesn't really have any friends. Yes. Like, like who can I go talk to? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, God, not Cable. Oh, God. Right, uh, yeah. Don't make eye, talk, eye contact. Just pretend he's not there. Yeah. I guess he's wearing a flesh glove. I don't know. I don't right. Yeah. But then I love the Rogue and Ileana conversation. Um where she like blames herself and Rogue's like, No, this is this is what it is. Like mm-hmm. you know, maybe you maybe you helped Kitty put things into words, but they're her feelings. They're her decisions. And 
I, yeah, just again, just people stepping in, and X Men don't just save the world; they save each other. At least they're supposed to, and and those friendships, those relationships, work in such a way that they're, you know, they got each other's back. They give each other advice. I just, man, I, yeah, I'm with you, Georgie. This is this is almost like red level, and just how much it feels like X Men. Um, and then we switch to this really cool scene again with the kind of the nightshade coloring um, where Colossus finds Kitty and what do they kind of talk about here, Georgie? Well, you know, you staying on the color, like the art aspect, I think Wilson, we really need to speak about because he is doing some amazing work throughout this book. Yes. Yeah, he's a great colorist. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been great for forever, but even just as you mentioned highlighting when they go outside in the night and everything is dark and they're sort of in a blue tint but it's it's basically like three colors going on yeah and i've never seen a night night scene s c e n e drawn so like like gorgeous but so dark and and emotional before uh, like right. the, the color work in these two pages alone are, are enough to like make me praise Wilson <laughs> yeah definitely um, but you know Colossus and Kitty they sort of have a heart to heart talk and they say it's not really about their feelings uh, it's not like a, I don't love you it's is this a right is this the right move sort of a thing and I, I don't know about you Jason but um, I think when you're getting married there is a lot of like confusion between brain and, and heart on is I think everyone probably doubts themselves a little bit. Like, is this the right move? I love them, but should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Is the timing right? What about this? What about that? Because it's such a big step, right? Yeah, so, it's a huge step. I you know, my advice to anyone on the on the threshold of that is to be honest with yourself. But maybe work through that before you get to this point. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it is a very kind of honest conversation that you need to have with yourself and with your potential spouse and and just be very transparent. I think, I think in any relationship, but especially in marriage, uh, transparency is one of the biggest factors to success. Um, just being open and honest and faults and all good things bad things just always kind of having that that transparency and and that includes wrestling with these kind of questions right mm -hmm. like when it's time to take that plunge you know making sure that like i'm i'm really ready to do this and i really it was one of those really interesting things because i don't really blame kitty but I super sympathize with Colossus because they're obviously in two very different places. Right. And if you've been, and that that is kind of maybe the one thing that Guggenheim has done okay in the duration of this book is that it's always seemed that Colossus was more in love with Kitty mm -hmm. than she was with him. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. And I think. You know, Kitty's like, okay, yeah, this this feels good. It makes sense. Let's get married instead of maybe just saying, this feels good. This makes sense. Let's just be together for a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I yeah, you know, I think it's funny because, and again, not not to make this the Jason relationship advice column, but 
Hold on. I think uh, we'll, let me I, let me get in my chair and get my notepad out, and you can right. lay down. <laughs> let's, let's talk this out, no, Jason. But I, I think when people are off and on, then every on kind of needs to be its own start. So, for example, like looking at Kitty and Colossus, they've been off and on many times, like really since the late 70s and right. in real time. And I wanted to say several years in comic book time. Um, and I think Kitty kind of said, okay, this feels good. And instead of saying, instead of treating it as a new relationship, she mm-hmm. kind of said, well, all the times we were together equals like a, that's enough time for us to be ready to be married, right? right. <laughs> and I think you're, when you're on and off again, then anytime you're on, you kind of need to start that over because you ended it before for a reason. So kind of that relationship is really kind of already done. And whatever this new thing is, maybe it's the same person, but it's kind of a whole new thing. And if you rush that, I think you're not really being honest with the relationship as a whole. Um, well, that's, a, that's a great point, especially when we consider what happens in, in the next page and how that ties into uh, the miniseries, the Rogue and Gambit miniseries, where I, they sort of work through those issues, like their, their past relationship issues, in that miniseries and came to like a good point of like, yeah, we had problems, we're starting over again, this is how I really feel, and... You know, the love of my life, no matter, you know, if what bad things may happen or have happened, like, this is who I want to be with, is sort of where they they ended up with, right? And they had that that, that point of of discussion that Kitty and Klausus never never went through until the night of the the wedding. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But... I don't know about you, Georgie, before... Because I didn't want to jump to the next page, but before we leave this page... There's, there's that part where Colossus says, you know, Kitty's talking about what the foundation for marriage is, and Colossus is like, well, love is that foundation. Do you love me? And she says, you know, with all my soul. And I think the weight of this next sentence is really nails, again, not only where Colossus is, but just has so much emotional weight where he's just like, well, if you love me, then I don't understand this. And then just you really just feel for Colossus because yeah. he's just he's struggling to figure out like how do I how do I recover from this because I thought we were good and even now you're saying we're kind of good but you're not going to do it like <laughs> like just you know you kind of feel like where does Colossus where does he go from here and I'm really interested to see and you know and maybe is he is he going to astonishing I forget. I don't, I don't, yes he is, yes he is, yes he is, he is going to astonishing. But, you know, I, I almost feel, you, you still there Jason? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I, I almost feel that even though they don't get married, that they're not in like an irreparable place. No, no, for sure. I, I feel like they're, they're finally being honest, and the way the rest of the book ends, it feels like they're sort of, more coming to terms with who they are and what they are together and how maybe that might work out in the future so I hope they don't just break up after this like that's not also what I want to see and I don't think it's what either either character wants to do either yeah I don't know I don't know but well definitely I think I think in the hands of the right writers um, 
this really opens up a lot of opportunities for both sure. of these characters. Sure. But I think especially Colossus. Mm. Because he's going to be really just broken and trying to figure out where to go next. And I think a great writer can take him to some really great places. So I'm really looking forward to that. I, I just um, hope they don't go like super sad because they've been doing that for decades <laughs> with him. Right? You know? Emo Colossus? Yeah. yeah, we did that too much already. Let's not do that anymore. Right. Yeah. But it leads yeah. into a great moment of of talk between Ro- uh, Storm and Gambit, and Storm saying, "You know, you know the person when you know it's the right time, and it sort of clicks in, in Gambit's head." And I love how once he realizes it, like the background fades from blurry to like clear, just sort of around where Rogue is. Like he knows, yes, this is the yeah. one. Yeah, the focus switch. Because he's clear and they're blurry, and then the panel below, they're clear and he's blurry. Um, I also like Storm giving wedding advice, having been married <laughs> to the Black Panther. Right. I know, I think it really fits. She's like, it's, it's hard work, and it is, and it requires more than love. It's It's got to be almost this, like, this this starving for each other kind of thing. And Gamma's like, that, that sounds familiar. <laughs> And I like how he's kind of takes it and runs with it, and uh, it's, yeah, it's a cool moment. And Rogue says this is crazy, and it is kind of crazy, but it it feels good. What what do you think about this? Oh, I love George? it. I love. She's like, this is crazy, and he's like, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> and I love when he he gets up, like he's sort of the. I don't want to say the after party, but it's, there hasn't been a wedding, so it's not a reception. It's the let's get drunk time. His, <laughs> right. his, his tie's loosened, and he gets up, and he, he decides it's time to propose, and he straightens up his tie like, I'm going to be a proper oh. gentleman in this moment. Right? Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Good catch. And it's it's a great moment because everyone around has been waiting for, for Rogue and Gambit to, to sort of be together forever, and... And, and Kitty and Colossus are also like super happy for them, right? And in a way that they don't feel jealous, they feel genuinely happy for members of their quote unquote family. It's like it's super sweet, and it's it's a surprise twist if you didn't read the solicits or hear the news, right? With that twist, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they decide, hey, everybody's here, all the stuff is here. Let's get married. I love. I love in the you know as X Men, as social commentary. However, however you want to read it, maybe it's more innocent or whatever. But I love the fact that like, instead of saying there's bridesmaids and groomsmen, like they just have who they would want to have with them. And um, you know we have, I think that's Iceman, right, and Nightcrawler standing yeah. up with Rogue. Yep, yep. And then Storm and I love that Laura. Um, yes. is with Gambit because yeah. they've had so many adventures together and he's been such a big part of her kind of maturation um, I love that she gets to stand up there with him I think that's really really cool um, and it's kind of saying you know it, it doesn't matter about the tradition or the the gender roles or whatever because that's really cool because we had um, Denise's brother was her man of honor instead of having like a maid of honor so oh, that I didn't was know that. yeah 
Yeah, so it was just, it's a really cool just kind of tribute to saying, we're going to put the people that are most important up here, and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll make it fit <laughs> how it's supposed to fit. I well, think it's really cool. That must have been an awkward time at, at her bachelorette party, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know if he went. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, and then I love that the, the page at the bottom where Colossus and Kitty kind of have like a nervous smile um, like they're listening to what Rogue says because Rogue you know kind of kind of echoes it's like you said George and you really nailed it and I don't know if I put it in exactly these thoughts but but what Rogue says to Gambit kind of sounds really similar to what Kitty told Colossus mm-hmm. but I think it's the fact that they've done the work on it right right and, and the fact that they've had the conversation and come to the conclusions they needed to come to, that that's how they get to a different place from kind of the same starting point. And, um, and I think, you know, what you alluded to, too, that the, maybe there is some hope because there's this part where Rogue says, no matter what, I'll always find my way back to you. And that's where Colossus and Kenny kind of share a little mini moment like, you know, maybe this isn't, we're not saying Dunzo forever. We're just saying not right now. Right. Um, so. No, I think you you nailed it. It's it's a great page. Yeah. And then um, of course we end up with the kiss. Um, all right. So remind me, Georgie, because I guess I wasn't thinking from the end of the miniseries that they could just kind of make out whenever. Um, did that series end with Rogue and more of a? My powers are one hundred percent back under control, kind of place. Um, I don't, I don't know. This is, oh, it's, okay. it's like it's the never-ending. They're fixed or not fixed. Like, I right. <laughs> For me, it's it's great either way. Like if they are fixed and they are able to kiss, and that's wonderful. But also, if powers aren't fixed, but they're still like, I, it doesn't matter. I'm still, it's it's wedding time. I'm gonna give you a kiss. It's still like yeah. romantic. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe Thompson will deal with that in our our news. So let's let's maybe rate this real fast and then talk about kind of what's coming next. Mm. Uh, so no surprise, I think what we have talked about through this book is going to very much influence kind of how we grade this. Um, but what are your kind of closing thoughts on the art and the story here? I mean, the artwork we just gushed over. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's gorgeous. So uh, great. I'm so happy they got both Marquez and Wilson to do this book because, you know, uh, a landmark issue like this deserves a great art team. And um, we also talked about, story-wise, how this felt so appropriate and the characters felt like themselves and there's so much heart to it. And I, I like, honestly, I was super blown away by this issue. Um, I, I'm giving this 6 out of 6 for this is the, the first time maybe the last time I gave a Guggenheim book a 6 out of 6 but... <laughs> you stole my line <laughs> <laughs> but alright I mean it just it was so good it's uh, I mean maybe you want to you want to say some more I don't really know what else to say Georgie um, it's just it's kind of you know it's funny because it's like a big kind of personal event and I didn't really trust that this, that X Men Gold was gonna nail it. Right. Um, 
Yes. I really, I really had some <laughs> doubts on how this issue was going to play out, and having it spoiled for me, I even had more doubts. Yes. Yes. Um, on how it was actually going to work out on the page, and I knew um, when I saw that Marquez was doing the art, it was going to look great. Mm-hmm. But a book can look great and still kind of suck. Sure. Um, but this, I mean, yeah, this is just on every level, feels like what an X Men wedding issue should feel like. Um, it has kind of the the gloriousness of it. It has the emotional impact. It has, I mean, all this missing is like some bad guy showing up and having a little fight right before the kiss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right before. And right. Then, uh, then the, the mole men show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm with you. I don't know how... Now, I'm really interested to see what the difference is. Like, I don't know. Does this... I, I don't know. I... I don't want. I know I'm stumbling here. I don't want to talk about whether this book is able to continue this quality or not. I know, you know, it's kind of a, a one and done for Marquez here. Um, I don't know if Guggenheim got help or not. Can this book stay this compelling? Um, but judging this book by itself, I'm right there with you. Six out of six claws. Um, uh, I don't think <laughs> it's funny because uh, so Dan was able to send us a few ratings. Um, he gave this a uh, five out of six. He said gold looked beautiful. I don't know if he liked the the story quite as much. He said it wasn't half bad, but, but for Dan that could still be pretty awesome. Yes, I guess. yes, yes. <laughs> Especially if he was feeling sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I would. I would say, you know, if you're you're like us and, you know, out of the three of us, one of us has still been begrudgingly reading Gold, and I think you two have kind of dropped it, mm-hmm. that this, this is a book that if you gave up on Gold, I don't necessarily say you need to jump back into Gold, but you need to pick up the... Yes. Uh, if you're an X-Men fan at all, you need to have this issue. Um, and... Just kind of take what comes before it or after it, however you want to. But I, I would, I would definitely recommend to anybody get your hands on this in whatever way you choose to read things, um, and and just soak it up and just remember what it feels like to, to have a really good X Men book. And you know, no, yeah, that, that's exactly it. You don't need to know any anything except for that Colossus and Kitty are in love and that Gambit and Rogue. Uh, are like back together and then you could just jump in and if you like if you know just sort of the basics about X-Men you'll fit right into this story um, yeah and and to to bring about some some of the other news um, this this sort of dovetails or, or leads into uh, uh, an ongoing series from Thompson called Mr. and Mrs. X yeah um, yeah what was formerly the uh, classified X book mm-hmm. um, which man I I've not been paying as much attention to the Twitter feed, and I think people will maybe be not brave. But this feels like kind of for all the people that were like, oh, the classified book's going to be a new uncanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it to kind of be like a romance X book. 
<laughs> I just wonder how many people, especially the people who have kind of right. been on uh, the anti uh, SJW kick. Like, I, I wonder what, how they're feeling right now. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, we have a really cool book. It looks like um, written by Kelly Thompson, uh, starring Rogan Gambit as Mr. and Mrs. X, and it looks great. Yeah, they have uh, some previews, and I gotta say, uh, the penciler Oscar Belzaldua, um, who I have not seen before. But oh, he did the uh, end of uh, the Miles book. Oh, did... oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, he his th- there's some preview pages that are that have been inked, and his his work looks really nice. Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah. he's good. I'm. A- I'm excited about this book a lot. Uh, the the Dotson the Terry Dotson covers though are not uh, I'm less than enthused about, but the the interiors, <laughs> at least the previews so far, look great. Yeah, uh, the covers are fine. They're they're what they are. Um, I'm looking forward to Deadpool getting stuck in the middle of this. Um, you know, because they had that kiss in Uncanny Avengers, and Deadpool's right. convinced <laughs> they're in love. So I think that should be a fun issue, and I just. I mean, Thompson is just the... Yes. She's the bee's knees, so... Isn't she? Yeah. I, I, I put out on Twitter a while ago, like, my best book so far was the Rogue and uh, Gambit miniseries, and a couple of people were like, really? What? And I was like, <laughs> you need to read that book. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad she got a, a continuing series here. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for West Coast uh, Avengers, but... Uh, yeah, me too. This is also sort of like a, a happy accident that that I, I'm assuming so many people bought uh, the miniseries that she got the, the full the full go-ahead so this is great news yeah it is really good news um, and speaking of, of things coming back uh, I think it's a good segue before we jump into blue that uh, that iceman is coming back oh um, yeah yeah I'm so happy about that too so pretty pretty stoked about that and then I actually haven't seen the official confirmation, but I'm, I trust Dan's sources that um, it looks like towards the end of the year, then there'll be some more shakeups in the X-Men universe as um, Gold and, and Blue are, are coming towards the end of their, their stories. Um, yeah, September, October, I believe. Yeah. I think it's going to dovetail into that extermination book and mm-hmm. then... Something else will relaunch out of that. Probably a new Uncanny, if I had to guess. But Marvel's being pretty mum mm-hmm. um, on that. So, so we'll see. Um, be interesting to see like what creators land where. I I kind of hope we get a good shakeup. Um, obviously, you don't want Red to be touched, Please but no. um, but everything else, I kind of hope you know even even the parts of Blue we've liked. Um, let's just get let's just get new people. I agree. Doing I'm, stuff. I'm hoping though that astonishing will be something we, we enjoy moving forward. So I hope so too. I'm looking forward to Rosenberg. I'm I'm really looking forward to his uh, multiple man mini. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know a lot of I don't know if it's since you know, when exactly um, uh, Jordan took over as the editor for the X books or if he was even the impetus for for the changes, but. Um, Recently, the X books seem to be on a bit of an upswing. Uh, a lot of inter- yeah. interesting miniseries, like the the Quicksilver series, is 
is is nothing if not interesting and and visually like very dynamic to look at. Uh, Rogue and Gambit was great. This uh, Red has been wonderful. Like uh, I don't, it's, it's some wonderful stuff here. X wise. Yeah. I mean Domino, uh, come on. Domino's been been really good. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a it's. <laughs> think we're uh, maybe kind of like you said that that upswing of kind of pulling out of the doldrum of the last five or six years of x books um <laughs> mm. and so and maybe maybe so I mean, that's harsh but but at least as far back as like extraordinary yes yeah. <laughs> so and maybe with soul moving on to doing just like logan slash wolverine stuff maybe that'll be um is it soul or is it uh i thought it was soul is it someone else well, now the ongoing is not so. I thought so, but Soul is doing so. After all the Hunt for stuff is done, there's going to be a return of Wolverine miniseries mm-hmm. that starts in September, and then nothing's been announced. And we know there will be a new ongoing, but right. I don't know who's going to be on it. So, but he's doing the return. Yeah, yeah, he's doing return with uh, McNiven. Like, so. I, I'm not a big McNiven fan, but. Uh... Uh, I think Soul doing a singular character is is where he he yes. shines brightest. Oh, definitely where yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so he's able to, he's too. able to yeah he's able to find voices better than on teams. I think. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that because the hunt for books have been for for the most part pretty pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So speaking of upswings. Um, we're going to talk about X-Men Blue number 29 <laughs> just for a second. Um, well, you know, uh, feel free to go ahead. I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to take my headphones off for a minute and grab a beer to help sort of drown my sorrows. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll be I'll be back if you got the fridge opening or the the beer opening. That's just that's just normal things. So, I'll be back in a go. second. Continue. All right. Then we have the uh, the search for Jimmy Hudson part one, um, written by Colin Bunn, art by Nathan Stockman, colors by Matt Mia, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by R.B. Silva and Ray Barreto. And the cover is actually pretty nice. Um, it's our X-Men blue team running through the jungle, and we have Jimmy Hudson Predator style. Um, on a tree branch, about to jump down, and dear, yeah. So the cover is pretty good. Uh, Beast arms, freaking huge. But um, <laughs> other than that, it's a nice cover, I thought. So what issue is oh. this again? I'm sorry to, to to spoil the party. What's that? I'm sorry to spoil the party. What issue are we at again? <laughs> oh, number twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. All right. So in this story, Jimmy Hudson's on the run. Yeah, not a bad cover. Yeah, actually, that's a pretty good cover. Yeah. Yep, Be- yep. Better than the artwork that we get inside, for sure. Yeah. I. So we'll talk about that, and then also talk about what it means, because it means something to me. Okay. Um, so Jimmy Hud, Hud is on the run. Um, Hud in the rud. Uh, he's at a bar. He meets a waitress. He has flashbacks. Um, it's his he gets own redhead because the Wolverine has to be into a oh, redhead, so he meets a redhead at a bar. Yeah, 
He gets in a fight, and then he goes into poison. And we find out that he was the last surviving poison from Venomized. And we all groan. That movie's um, poison. Poison. And so we have kind of intermingled flashbacks from Ultimate X and Venomized. One of which was decent, and one of which was piss poor. Um, you can decide which one is which. Um, within our X-Men Blue, the original five are back on Earth. They find and Hudson. that's a B-L-U-E, not a B-L-E-W, right? Yes, yes. X-Men Blue chunks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so Gene says, I know what happened to you. I know what you've been through. I was disincorporated, and I pulled myself back together. So you can do this. And he's like, there's nothing left but the poison. And then he continues to transform. His claws turn into ooze. Um, Gene wants to save him. Beast wants to kill him. Cyclops wants to be indecisive. <laughs> and then they're arguing about it. Jimmy's like, oh, wait, Gene. I recognize Gene. Gene! Yes. And then Dawkins stabs him through the back of the chest with a sword and says, Magneto sends his regards. Mm-hmm. All right, I hated Venomized. Right. And I this. <laughs> um, and here, here's, what it, here's what it means to me. So I'm super excited to have Iceman back. Me too. But Nate Stockman is going to be the artist. And oh. I, do, I don't care for this art at all. His previews look a lot better than this I artwork. thought they did too, yeah. Um, but no, I just, I don't, I don't uh, like You know, that Iceman book, one of the, I mean, the artwork on that book was, was amazing. So that would be uh, yeah. sad if we had something like this going... <sighs> that you're bringing me down, man. You're, I'm sorry. We are on yeah. such a high with gold, and now <laughs> you're bringing me down. Yeah, got the X Men blues. Um, no. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This book sucks. Um, so the, the sooner we can get through this story, the better. I don't give two rats about the poisons or the symbiotes. Mm. Um, <laughs> Yeah. When I when I tell you guys on Twitter that symbiotes are like, symbiote stories are like the guy that that dropped a deuce and didn't wipe his butt, and he, he just walks around with that in his pants all day. It's, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> symbiote stories are like the skid marks of the Marvel universe. Um, I'm just I'm over it. I'm tired of it. I don't like it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I can give this uh, one out of six claws. What are you going to give it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did not enjoy this uh, at all. This is a one out of six. I will point out two two little things that I, I enjoyed on just because on me level. One is after um, Hudson gets stabbed in the back and um, Dawkins says Magneto sends his regards. It, it feels very much like a, uh, a Game of Thrones uh, thing where all right where quote unquote or quote unquote, where spoiler alert where, when Rob gets stabbed and uh, one of the bad guys says uh, you know Jamie Lannister sends his regards 
it's, it, it feels like it's it's an obvious sort of cut to that, which was okay. I was kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, that's nice. The other thing on Dokken's jacket, there's a symbol for forever on his sort of Letterman jacket there. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that means because he's sort of he can never die because of his healing factor, but that was just interesting to see. Interesting. I don't know if okay. that that means anything for you. But <laughs> No, but that uh, I guess yeah, Wolverine's forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. So I'm... Dan, uh, Dan said this was a mess, but he gave it two out of six claws. So I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I don't know if I trust you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Dan we know and love? <laughs> right. <laughs> he was too sick to rant. <laughs> Probably. All right. Well. We'll make our Excalibur segue. So, again, we'll make you guys spoil your, your own show. But do you want to talk about Exiles 4 for just a second? Totally. Um, yeah. So, Georgie, what do we got in this book? Uh, so, Exiles number four. Um, we have writer Saladin Ahmed, penciler Javier Rodriguez, inker Alvaro Lopez, colorist Chris O'Halloran. Um, and we get a fun story about the Exiles in a, a pirate-themed universe where Blackbeard is uh, the thing and Wolvie has a couple more standout moments. I, I think a lot of the uh, tertiary characters are really fun here where like the Falcon is, is a captain uh, on a ship and he's really into Misty Knight who's also like a super badass captain of a ship. We get... Um, uh, the the juggernaut is also a ship called the juggernautical and they put like wood all around him so he floats <laughs> and he shoots a cannon out of his arm it's just like the most wackiest fun Exiles episode we've had in a while um, that at the end ties into the the full story that you know we're bringing it back to Kang because of course we're bringing it back to Kang because he's a a crazy villain who has all kinds of, you know, multiverse, everyverse aspects to him. But, um, you know, fun artwork, fun eps- uh, fun uh, issue, uh, just like a really enjoyable read. What, what did you think? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I really love the cover. Um, you have, uh, you know, Wolvie, Blink, and um, uh, 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 Valkyrie tied to the mast um and black beard thing you know that that homage that <laughs> very very silly fantastic four story where they went back in time and thing was the legend of black beard right um yeah and that was really fun and like you said just the way they use the different characters um you know one of my favorite lines is they're, they're talking and they have the comic like translator thing going mm-hmm. on yes yes you see in comic books all the time and what is I want to make sure I say this right um this is what I was you know we have like a group thing on Twitter a group DM and this is this is what I was alluding to like to the amazing thing that Wolvie did oh okay book. yeah yeah so um so he's talking to the the slaves uh, which by the way there's a really just nice kind of um I, mean, I guess historical statement or whatever but you know the idea like this whole story centers around like ending the slave trade for this alternate timeline Mm -hmm. um which is really cool 
Um, so one of the slaves is like, thank you for freeing us, little friend. And he says, you're welcome, but there are still bad men coming. I'm, no, I'm not so good at fighting. Sorry. And then later, uh, Khan is like, was that Swahili? How do we just understand that guy? And Wolby says, oh, easy. I use those bracket thingies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a sincere, just really honest-to-goodness laugh at that. Um, and, of course, it's on this just gorgeous double-page spread of, I don't want to say typical, because there's nothing typical about this art, but just something that Javier Rodriguez is very good at. Oh, yeah. Of kind of the action moving without panels. Um, just really, really, really cool. Um, it almost looks like a Where's Waldo book, because like, there's so yeah. much going on. Right? Yeah. In, in the best way possible. I don't mean it in like yeah. the, it's a cheap image and like, let's find where the X-Men are. It's like, look at all right. the amazing action happening. You don't know where yeah. to start and you're like puzzling over it and then it clicks in your brain and you're like, oh my goodness, look at how amazing this is. Yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. Wumi's pretty great. The message of the book is pretty great. We add a little more to the suspense of like timelines are kind of folding in on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think kind of spells to like how 70s Falcon is a pirate ship captain in the 1800s. Um, you know, so it kind of, kind of makes some of the nonsense make sense. Or maybe it's just an excuse. But either way, it works for me because it's really fun. Um, Art's gorgeous. I know I'm going to let you guys save your ratings for your episode, but I'm going to give this a very solid 5 out of 6. Really, the only thing I wasn't super stoked about is I'm not a huge Kang fan. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll, see, I'll, yeah, I'll see where it goes. Um, I really thought it was interesting because I kind of feel like when we see the dead Galactus head at the end, that that, like, big floating head that's been the time eater has just been a ruse um you know for Kang to kind of hide behind right so so then that was interesting and he has like Galactus fins on his head now so yeah we'll definitely see where it goes but yeah very very solid five out of six claws for me this book's just really really fun well I want to say I think Dan told us five out of six as well and I'm going to echo those sentiments uh I don't really I mean, we're going to get really deep into the book, but I also want to point out that um, if you look throughout the issue, everyone is wearing like those old school Captain America boots with like the flap yes. that come down. Uh huh. The Cyclops pirate boots. Yeah, this is so. Yeah. I love that. Even Blink has them on. <laughs> it's so great. I like that Sam's have uh, like tassels to match his wings. Yes. Yeah. Now, his design, when we first see him. And he has, like, the long, like, belt in the... Oh, no, sorry. The long, like, uh, bandana around his eyes. So, like, the long, flowing stuff. This looks... It looks really cool. Rodriguez is just a beast. Isn't he? He's such, yeah. He's such... He's a glorious artist. But... I mean, I understand you're not liking Kang. He's not... Unfortunately, he's not more of, a, like, a well-known or well-liked villain. But he has a lot of really interesting pieces to him. Uh, that make him sort of in- enjoyable, aside from the fact that I think he's the one responsible for that terrible Miss Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers storyline, where she has a baby, then that baby is also Kang. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. 
And it's one of his other personalities, right? It's like Immortus or yeah, it's or one of those guys. But yeah, yeah, that yeah, that is the first Avengers comic I ever read. Avengers two hundred. Oh my goodness, that is. And helpful. I did not read Avengers again for a long, long time. <laughs> That's understandable. Not even the George Perez art could save me. I, that is very understandable. That is a. <laughs> I don't know who decided they were going to do that issue, but that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, before we we leave our our special wedding coverage, you want to kind of briefly talk about a uh, Domino Three, no Wolverine appearances to speak of. But are you still you still loving this book, Georgie? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So I have I have a question for you. Um. I've read a lot of Domino. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of Domino I haven't read. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that the new villains are a Gail Simone addition to the mythology. That's the way it it reads to me. I I... wasn't as sure about the flashbacks. Are, Are those new? Is that new information for us? Like Domino, like in with the experiments and stuff or I think we knew she was experimented on I don't think we I I don't know if these characters are new constructs or not but and did we know about her brother or is that a new new development as well you know I'm not the biggest domino okay that's cool I didn't know that you were not but for me that's that's why this book really works because it it flushes a lot of the uh, yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> like the the X Force days don't matter so much. It's not about just like shooting guns and being badass. Is that an actual character behind here uh, right. that I care about? And if that means you throw out the, the the previous sort of bland, just shoot them up, and my luck is good to to diving into what makes Domino Domino. Like I'm all for it. I don't. Right. I've never really been engaged with Domino before, but I'm engaged with this book. So I mean, like, yeah, definitely. Kudos definitely. to both Gail Simone and the art team because this is also really gorgeous. Oh yes, it is totally. Um, Baldion and Arbatov are are killing on this book because even the black and white has an energy to it in the flashbacks um, with the grayscale. Uh, that's really really interesting. And um, from Domino's grief to thinking she lost her friends uh, to when they all come out of the water and that hug scene was yes. like the yeah. The retro rainbow border is really cool. Um, and then, you know, her guilt over, like, betraying her friends, or not betraying but lying to them. Um, and then her just total, like, oh, wow, Shang-Chi's super hot at yes. the end. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just, just such a good book, such a good book. Um, I'm going to keep, I think we've been pretty steady on this book. I'm going to give Domino three, five out of six claws. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, any other thoughts you had on it? I know um, I ran through it pretty quick. I'm glad that Shang Chi is getting a, a chance to, you know, come into a story and be a character. So I'm, yeah. looking, I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. I don't remember him doing much since um, was it Spencer or Hickman that wrote the Avengers World story with him leading into uh, Secret Wars? I don't remember. But um, 
it ended up like an army of Shang-Chi somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really kind of the last time I really remember seeing I'm sure he's been in something else. I think he was in Iron Fist. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, never mind. But, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see him in a more kind of fun, offbeat story. Um, I, I'm just glad it really feels like Simone has kind of sunk her teeth into Domino. Yes. And is really dedicated to to fleshing her out in a way that, that matters. And if she wants to continue down this path, then... Uh, just, just another character for me to like a little more than I thought. Yeah, so. more power to her. Yeah. So, um, do you, do you have a, a minute still, Jason, or you got to get back yeah. to kid duty? Oh no, no. I just, uh, you know, we're not running too long, and we don't get to talk about a lot of other, you know, non X Men stuff. So I was yeah, just lay it on me. What do you got? Well, I've got a couple books that I've been reading that I wanted to know, you know, if you had checked out and what your thoughts are. Um, but uh, I've been reading Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, the new the new book, yeah, buddy. With oh my, my goodness! So, yeah. um, I uh, I think I tweeted. Um, oh gosh, I'm gonna fail now because I don't remember the colorist name. Um, shoot, is it Armatov? Is it the same guy that did? Anyway, I tweeted uh, at at Javier Garone. It was like they should just change the name from Ant Man and Wasp to Garone and dot dot dot. I think it's Sorry. Silva. Silva, yes, is it's uh, Silva. Um, oh, Israel Silva, and they are killing that book. Yeah, like Wade is doing fine. He's a good writer, and the story is fine. But I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that book looks so amazing, and I gotta tell you. When when the when I first the first time I read Garone was in one of those um, I don't remember if it was in the main IVX book or one of the spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I thought this is good, and then he did Secret Warriors, and I was like, okay, this guy is really good. Mm-hmm. And now on this book, like he is like top notch. Oh for yeah, me right now. Like, yeah. like he is murdering this book with his pencils, and then you throw in the colors on top of that. Um, and Silva's always been a great colorist. Just his color work always just pops. Like he's yes. just like fireworks, yeah. like for, for sure. your eyes. Um, yeah, no, I've been the first two issues of that book have, have blown me away from just a visual perspective. Yeah, and I I like Wade. I think he can he can have his ups and downs. Um, like his Daredevil run is just oh uh, right? amazing, but yeah. you know some of his other stuff has been sort of hit and miss. Uh, but I, I feel like he does a he does a you know better than serviceable job. Uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah. With this as well, so that was that was one I wanted uh, to highlight. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of like uh, new issues that have come out. Did you read the new uh, Thor number one? I did. Yeah, in fact, I talked about it on the very right, very right, right, right. You episode. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was really fun. So um, uh, da, 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 da. oh my gosh, I'm I'm slipping. Um, the artist name, I like him a lot. Well, Mike Del Mundo, yeah. Yes, Del Mundo. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I'm 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 hoping he stays on the book for a good while. Me too. Um, you know, I gotta say, just you know, I obviously. 
having just been madly in love with Jane Foster's Thor. I I had my, I don't want to say skepticism, because there's no reason to doubt anything Aaron's done with the character. Mm-hmm. But I was, not, I was worried I was going to be disappointed, I guess. And it just, it comes out of the gate swinging for the fences and I think nails it. Um, oh, yeah. His juggernaut is super gorgeous in this book. Yeah, yeah. What I, I think you got to say, I think from from start to whenever it finishes, the Jason Aaron's Thor run is going to have to go down to history as one of the all-time epic comic book runs um, on a character. I just, I think back from when he first started with, what was it, God of Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, through everything he's done with we won't even say the character, we'll just say the Thor namesake mm-hmm. um, characters is just I you know, in however many issues this has been, maybe just one or two that haven't been awesome. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> and, a, and maybe by, by not awesome, that means like they've been like three out of sixes instead of right, like five right. out of sixes. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I think I think this is a historical run um and i'm i'm glad to kind of see or excited to see where kind of it goes knowing that that i was worried about losing jane but i'm glad to see that she's going to still be like part of the story Mm -hmm. um and you know who knows who knows what will happen in the future but um for now i'm i'm happy you know this is how much i hate like gold jewelry I don't even care that he has a gold arm. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a really good character study of of what it means to be Thor. Yeah, uh, from from the beginning, and uh, I I love I've loved this run. This has been a, like consistency wise, like the best run. It has been for like five years at least. Um, yeah, going yeah. forward, like if you have most consistently great runs for the last I don't however many years, it's this. And then right underneath that is, uh, for me at least, is Miss Marvel because that has also been consistently yeah. really good. Just uh, issue in and issue out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was that was a great book. And then I also read Tony Stark, um, Iron Man. And I need to preface this by saying that I was not a big fan of the Slot Spider-Man run, especially the after Superior. Um, I didn't like how Superior ended, and I didn't really like the books afterward. But oh, that's too bad. Um, you know, Slot has—he's kind of a lightning rod for a lot of people. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I'm not even <laughs> speaking about that. It was just like the, the the quality of the content. But yeah, Iron Man really felt—you know—before this book came out, I felt like this is a character that is for Slot. You can do a lot of like fun like humor with it and do some good action try some new ideas you can really do like the gallivanting playboy that he tried to turn parker into and i really enjoyed iron this tony stark iron man book i don't know if you've, you've had a chance to read it but I'm... i have not yet so i i'm hearing that i need to go back and buy it is that what i'm hearing i i like the artwork i really enjoyed as well it's super i like i like skinny a lot i yeah. like him a lot um so yeah, it's one of those that I'm always having to make tough budget choices, sure. and I just kind of said, you know what, I've I've been on Iron Man for a while, and he's not necessarily one of my favorite characters, so maybe I'm gonna 
try somebody else for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, but I've heard really good things. I may have to I may have to bite the bull and jump. You can't always jump back on that one. You can't always buy every issue and sometimes you buy a trade or sometimes you wait until it comes on Marvel Unlimited but true if, if yeah. you have a chance to to read this book I think it's it's definitely worth a read like this is slot doing stuff that's in his wheelhouse that I you know I loved his silver surfer run as well because um, he got to go like crazy sci-fi weird right. with it um, so I, I think this is another book that uh, really highlights his skills and and the artwork is gorgeous okay well, you, you've sold me. I'll, I'll see if my shop has any left next week. <laughs> um, and then, lastly, and this is super outside of the, the Marvel realm, but uh, Bendis went over to DC to do Man of Steel. And aside from the artwork, which has been very sort of house style, this is what DC is supposed to look like, <laughs> I, I feel like he's really captured what Superman's about. Like, he has come out of the uh come out swinging and he's been doing a, a great job with this this book have you read any man of steel i've read the first one i have two and three but i haven't read them yet mm-hmm. um but no i i enjoyed the first one i thought it set a nice table um and very intrigued by kind of this this the new bad guy um but really i just i just want to see what he can do you know the highlight for me of the the Tomasi and Gleason work was like the father son thing, and I right. think Vince can kind of take that and put a little bit different spin on it. Um, and I'm just looking forward to kind of I don't know, um, just seeing you know we, we know kind of what to expect from Vince in a lot of ways, and I think applying some of that to DC characters could be pretty exciting. Yeah. So. Are there any, any books that you want to shout out that you've... Oh, man. Uh, what have I been... So, yeah, definitely really enjoyed Ant-Man and Wasp and... Or, um... You know, you alluded to it earlier. I I would highly recommend at any point picking up uh, Charles Soule's Daredevil run. Um, been enjoying the heck out of that book. I gotta catch up on that. I feel like yeah. I don't remember when I yeah. stopped reading Daredevil, but I need to get back on that. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's been a nice study on kind of the, the I don't know the the different ways to handle Matt Murdock because because everyone kind of always goes in their own direction with him. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be like the super dark and gritty or the swashbuckler or something in between. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think soul is taking a page from what made him successful on his She-Hulk run and oh, kind cool. of really, really tied into the lawyer aspect, which he actually knows about. Right. 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 Um, and kind of, what does that mean to be a lawyer and a superhero? Um, and plus, I mean, when he started off with Ron Garney, that artwork was, like everything you enjoyed about the astonishing issue he did, but mm-hmm. like better. Right. Um, and so yeah, no, and uh, and Mike Henderson has been nailing it recently. Um, and of course, No No coming on. Um, so definitely love that book. Um, what else have I been reading? Um, my Dark Horse DC book is, I guess I can't say that since it's a competing publisher. Um, <laughs> my 
my sleeper DC book has been uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. That's been I've heard some good things really, about that. Yeah. Really good for a while. Um, and that's uh, previous X X Men writers doing that, right? Yeah, Lobdell, who's New Fifty Two stuff. I genuinely hated, um, <laughs> but um, and even some of some of which was on Red Hood. I didn't care for, but for whatever reason, something clicked with the new team he put together for Rebirth, mm-hmm. and him and Bizarro and Artemis, who is a, another Amazon, have just made a really kind of quirky team that really works as kind of the the batman bad boy balance of, of of jason todd and the red hood um and and the art has been pretty 90s but in the right way I okay think. okay um which you know whatever that what take that for what it's worth but um no i've i've really enjoyed that book um I'm trying to think of what else. Obviously, Tom King's Batman is... Yes, of course. ...spectacular. Um, I'm super sad. I was in the bookstore the other day asking if there's going to be you know, a trade for, for Tom King's Mr. Miracle. And he said, they said there's nothing scheduled. They're waiting maybe for everything to be finished before they put out a big volume. Well, I thought... I, I Do not quote me. I could be remembering wrong. I thought I saw a tweet from Mr. Gerard alluding to news coming soon on that right cool. i could be i could be wrong so please do not don't take that listeners and run with it but you were saying something about you know kind of what was going to happen later and i i kind of read between the lines that maybe that was was in the works um because I, I hope so. I've been wanting to read that for a while but i i know with that book i'm going to need to like multiple yeah. issues and so I'm I was, with you. I've been waiting on it. Um, yeah. I see pages but, on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, this looks so gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> well, I like them both a lot. Obviously, you know, Tom King is uh-huh. is pretty great. And uh, Gerard, actually, like, he and um, Edmondson, right? Nate Edmondson? Mm-hmm. Um, actually kind of made me enjoy a Punisher run for a little bit, and that's... <laughs> Something I never thought uh, adult Jason would really be much to. Uh, but yeah. Oh, let's see what else. Put me on the spot, Georgie. Sorry, I just thought you know I looked oh. at the, I looked at the timer. I'm like, well, we you know if, if you don't got to go to bed, if you don't got kid stuff, we could still chat a few minutes about comics. All I gotta do is drink more bourbon. So. <laughs> well, if you need another minute, I, I could mention um, I read. First two issues of um, the new Doctor Strange book. How are uh, you liking that? It's been interesting. Yeah. It's been interesting. I like, uh, so Sayez is the guy that did the Steve Rogers side of the Captain America book. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a really clean art style that I yes. think can, can work really well. And, um, you know, it's funny because, um, going back to Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. when he dropped off Doctor Strange, I kind of took that as a, I'm going to take a break for a little bit. Right. I really wasn't planning on picking this book up. And 
And the stupid collector in me saw the cover to number three, mm-hmm. which has to do with the Infinity Stone. I was like, oh, well, it's going to tie into that. And I'm really enjoying all the Infinity stuff right now. So I guess I'll give it a shot. And then I actually kind of enjoy I'm enjoying Wade's take on Strange so yeah. far. I like how it's almost like a narrator, uh, like reading the Doctor Strange book. Yeah. It- and then, and then there's just a little bit of dialogue, but then back to like this happened and this happened, and then right, right, the, right. The artwork is super well, clean, like you said. It's, it's just been, yeah. It's been. I don't know if I like it yet. I don't dislike <laughs> it, but I'm just like still right. trying to wrap my brain around what they're doing with it. Yeah. Well, I I tweeted that uh, the one of the pages from issue one uh, with Doctor Strange hugging his cape and zooming out oh, to yeah. like blackness, I thought was so like hilarious, but also very emotional. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, no, I, I think I'm definitely inter- interested to see where it goes and see kind of what they do with the. Because I won't lie, the premise to me sounded kind of dumb. Right. Like, oh, Doctor Strange in space. Okay, I don't care. But um, <laughs> when I actually read it, it's actually kind of a, a decent story. Yeah. So. Did you? I, I don't remember now if you got to see it in theaters, but did you see Infinity War? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I took Ethan, and then we. I'm hoping to take Denise at some point, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. I thought I, no, I liked the Doctor Strange movie on its own. It wasn't like great but i enjoyed it uh, but I, I felt like it, it was a, a really welcome addition in the in this movie like the, yes the way he played off with tony stark and like his his philosophy and what he did in in combat and it was uh it was like oh this is a an ingredient we didn't have before that is really welcome yeah no it's, it was i thought that movie in general Kind of taking some hints at expanding the roster and then actually putting it into practice. Right. Worked really well for the franchise. Right. Um, and I'm excited to, you know, obviously we got to see how it all all resolves, but I'm excited to hopefully maybe, you know, see a very different looking Avengers cast after this is all said and done. So, yeah, Me no, I, I agree. I think pulling him in, you know, his interaction with Thor. As, you know, oh, yeah. Rock was fun. <laughs> so, seeing him with, uh, you know, the other characters, I think, has benefited the whole cinematic universe. Sort of bringing it back to, to Thor, I think Ragnarok, definitely, but also Infinity War, really, like, finally started to understand that character in the cinematic universe and really made him enjoyable and fun, but also like cosmic and like grandiose in a way that that I enjoyed the Aaron run. Yeah, yeah, no, he felt really good. Um, I agree completely, and I like the way that this and really more so than the other. I know that everything kind of has been building to this, but it really felt like, and maybe just because of the way they played the opening scene, but. It, it felt really connected to Ragnarok. Yes, yes. Um, and especially Thor's arc. Yes. From Ragnarok through Infinity. Um, just, yeah, it really brought him to the forefront. And really, I think, allowed Hemsworth as an actor to shine, too, I thought. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, no, I enjoyed both of those quite a bit. Cool. I'm glad. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of just glad you're able to get out of the house with the kids and, and see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's not always very common, but um, yeah, we get to, we get to do it now. You know, you know what really kind of is funny because what I really miss more are the other types of films I like to watch. Mm-hmm. I have to wait to watch at home. I used to always go see it. Because I may want to make more time because I can take Ethan mm-hmm. to see a lot of these movies. So, you know, it kind of it kind of works out like the Avengers, the Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I can I have I kind of have a built-in excuse that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But um, Ethan wants to see it, Denise. I gotta take him. Right. He wants to One of us has to take him, and we're <laughs> gonna fall asleep, so it should be me. Um, <laughs> now she really enjoys the movies too, um, but no. But I think as a as a parent of young children, what I've really missed is kind of seeing more film films in the theater. Right. Um, right. I still get to watch them at home, but you know, pre pre-young kids that was kind of a, an important thing that I used to do was to go right to some of the the different uh, I'm sure y'all have them out I'm, I know in LA you have them um, kind of the more I'm, I'm going to sound like a douche but like the artsy film houses that sure, sure, sure. Show, show different things besides just your yeah. your blockbuster fair not your regular um, cineplex but like a right yeah I don't mean that to be snobby because I love the blockbuster stuff too. Sure, but, but I miss some of the more subtle <laughs> film work that that I don't get you as much see anymore. There's there's a movie, and this is way off comics, but there's a movie called coming out called uh, "Sorry to Bother You," and it's about uh, a black a black guy who's sort of down on his luck. He gets a job at a uh, what do you call it? Uh, you try to sell things over the phone. What are they called? Oh, a call center? Yeah. And and he, he gets instructed to use his white man voice to try and sell stuff. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, so when he's on the phone, they get David Cross to come in and be his voice. Uh, as oh, he's nice. Like, yeah. And it looks like the craziest, wackiest, like, like artsiest, quote-unquote, like comedy that, that's coming out the same day as, as uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But that is something... Oh. <laughs> It looks super hilarious. If you have a chance to look at the trailer, it's called the Sorry okay. to Bother You. But yeah. if you have a chance to go and see that movie, that's what I would totally recommend. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> that's like the furthest thing away from like X-Men Gold, but yeah. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you a book I'm, I dropped. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I was really excited. I only mentioned this because I was super stoked about it. Um, and just haven't really enjoyed it very much. Um, is that uh, the Remender of Bengal book, uh, Death or Glory? Oh no way! Oh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't read any of it yet. But well, it's a taste thing. Uh-huh. I was being very, very transparent. Um, I enjoy gritty. And violent. Sometimes I think there's a, um, uh, uh, I'll call it the Frank Miller Sin City complex, mm-hmm. where sometimes people just, and Reminder can do this because he also did this and um, uh, what was the one he did with Gordon Murphy? Oh, or, um, Tokyo Ghost. Tokyo Ghost. 
Yeah, I think sometimes he can just be a little mm-hmm. shocking to be shocking. Right. And I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that. And um yeah, I don't know this book it's it's too bad because it really it deals with like human trafficking, which I think is a, is, is stories that need to be told. Oh, really? I had um, no idea. I thought it was like a racing book. Well, it combines different elements. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, but there's I don't know. There's just uh, I don't know. It's just it's too. Hmm. It's too tough guy for its own good. I think in some ways, but I think he wants it to be. So I think remember. I mean, I think they're doing the book they want to do. Sure. It's just. Not necessarily for me, but I love I love his art so much. So I don't know. I may I may challenge myself to try to stick through. But. Yeah, what I really love about Remender is he gets <coughs> excuse me very like stylized, but like oh yeah, artists to do in very different styles for his books. Like um, Deadly Class has been one of my favorite books for I don't know how long has it been like two years. Um, and Low yeah. is crazy gorgeous. I don't know if it's a What great, happened to Low? I think it's on a maybe on a break. It's been a pretty long one yeah. though, right? It's it's super gorgeous and I don't know if it's like a actually a good book, but like artwork wise, it is just it is. It's good. It's not, <laughs> it's not great, but right. it's good. Like he does all these like different genres that I like like black science is crazy amazing. Uh, yes, especially with the art. So, like, I just appreciate that he's like, well, I got this interesting story. Let's try this, and I'm going to give right. yeah, this yeah. guy, and like, all these different art styles. So, it's sad to hear if, if you didn't like it. Um, that's bummer. Well, like I said, though, it's, it's just totally, if you're into kind of gross-out stuff, you may really enjoy it. <laughs> okay. <So>. All right. <laughs> it's totally a taste thing, and, and honestly, it could have been a mood thing. And right, I, I right. just read it on the wrong day, right. you know? So, do you feel that's the same thing with Venomized? You just read that all on the wrong day. And I think that was published on the wrong day. <laughs> the wrong decade. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was so terrible. Ugh. But <laughs> and I try. I know there's other stuff I'm really digging. Um. Gosh, I don't know. But I've been really enjoying my 60s Marvel read-through. I've been seeing that on your Twitter feed. You've yeah. been really going through it. Oh, I am. I'm going pretty quick, yeah. Um, the best time to read it is I, on my phone while I'm walking the dog. So I'll knock <laughs> out, like, two issues. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I won't lie, because I, I, I gave myself a goal. Because I'm using the, uh, the complete Marvel reading order. Okay. Uh, to decide kind of how to read it versus publication necessarily. Right. Um, that was pretty close. I mean, they they kind of give a, a pretty hefty weight to publication. But um, so I kind of told myself, you know, I'm I'm gonna read the first 500, and I did. Right. Um, and you know, I really haven't dropped anything yet. Um, now I will say. I'm getting to the point where there's there's definitely books I'm paying more attention to as I read than others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, oh gosh, I'm getting back in because uh, Stranko just came on Ages, or not Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., but S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, right. Yeah, before he took over, I was getting pretty worn out on that book because that was like, 
Stan Lee dialogue turned up to 11 mm-hmm. with like like just hey look how snappy I can be <laughs> <You know? laughs> everybody had the same voice um but um but no but I'm, I'm really I haven't like feel, felt compelled to drop anything yet mm-hmm. so um that's good so we'll, we'll see how it goes I don't know um, how you can get through two issues while walking the dog those old issues have so many words in them it's I don't know how you can read all of that just by walking right? the dog yeah <laughs> well you know Max is a he's a black lab mix so he needs good walks okay alright uh, yeah <laughs> it's like a it's like a novella there going through one of those issues <laughs> Yeah, it's like Stanley well, decided I'm gonna pay myself by the word, and he just went to town. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know though. What else? I've been. Are you looking forward to the next uh, Spider-Man run with the Spencer and uh, I can't remember the artist. Otley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I I trust Spencer to do something fun and. Mm-hmm. I thought the. Did you read the free comic book day one? I didn't. No. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. Um, it didn't really like have me salivating necessarily, but I think it was just Mister kind of saying, "This is what the tone's going to be." We're kind of get. I, I hate to say quote get back to basics because people say that all the time, mm-hmm. but I, I think it definitely kind of has that feel a little bit more old school kind of. Right. Spider-Man feels so. So hey, what's going on with Miles? Is his book like done? His book is done, they're, but they're doing like an annual in a couple of months as well. Yeah, I saw that. And I think he's appearing in a couple other books. I saw. I know he's in Champions. Right. I saw he's in Venom, which I'm not going to read. Oh god, um, yeah. But he's got an annual that's like a uh, what is it? It's uh, what's what's the event where the scrolls? Um, oh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, there's like a Secret Invasion tie-in that maybe is like a a flashback to when he was in the other universe. Maybe I don't really oh. I don't really know, but I think that's what the annual is supposed to be about. Okay. Um, and maybe we're gonna see someone take over like later on in the year. Okay, I didn't know if you'd heard anything about about where his he was gonna end up besides champions. So. I think it'd be nice to, to give him a, a break and then have someone take over in a, in a you know end of the year. Yeah, that could be cool. Cause uh, his movie looks gorgeous. I don't know if you saw that trailer. It does. It looks great. Yeah, that and I'm I'm really excited about that and Teen Titans Go movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> that movie looks freaking hilarious. I love that movie. I love I love that <laughs> series. That's so it's so hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my little nephew to see it. Um, oh, nice! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but but getting back to Spencer, um, you know, I loved his Superior Foes of Spider-Man. That that is a series that is probably on Marvel Unlimited now. But if you haven't read, you should read all the way through. It is, I have not read all of it, so oh, yeah, I'll go check that out. Yes, and, and it ends on a great note as well. It's like a finite series that really knows when to end and how to end. Um, but his 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 Ant Man stuff is also really good. Okay, I've heard that before. I remember the Inner Comics guys talking about that. Yeah, Dan and I both really love his Ant Man stuff. Okay, cool. 
I'll, uh, I'll give that a go, too. I'll, I'll slide that into one of my projects somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> give yourself a couple minutes in the, in the bathroom at work to uh, work for it. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, this has been like fun. I mean, it's always yeah. fun talking to you about X Men stuff, but right. you know, shooting shooting uh, sh- about other stuff has been really enjoyable yeah. as well. Right. Well, we probably should have done this before we got quote unquote off course in case people dropped. But <laughs> where where can people find you uh, and Dan, Georgie? Uh, we are uh, the Excalibros. You can find us on Twitter, Excalibros One. Uh, we also have our, our podcast um, that's out on all the major podcast apps called Excalibros. Um, we should have another episode dropping next week. Um, we had an ish- uh, episode drop the week before that was uh, only focused on the old issues. So I think it was Excalibur number four and Exiles number five, uh, yep. the previous issues. So if you haven't read those... Uh, definitely worth worth uh, taking a look if you have Marvel Unlimited and, and listening to me and Dan talk about uh, those books because, I mean, Ex- Excalibur is just amazing and um, Exiles is, can, can be a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Yeah, you have the adventures of Alpha Flight HR guy. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that page of like a few X-Men and then like random people in costumes was so mind-boggling to me. I couldn't... <laughs> I appreciate you writing it with a note prize, uh, Jason. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for it in the ma- in the no mail. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I would uh, I would back up what George is saying. Uh, definitely go listen to it, Scalabros. Um, he and Dan have have a lot of fun with that show. You can tell they're enjoying it, and it's really fun to listen to. And it's given me an excuse to go read an old series. So. Yeah, we're you know it's uh, we're not like too steeped into backstory. We're still at the beginning. We're pretty easygoing, and it's if if you can follow along, it's it's a lot of fun. So we're you know all all the more the merrier. That's right. Oh, you know what? Neither of us sang that uh, we're going to the chapel song on this episode. Kind of kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, for the podcast, it goes nicked, of course. Um, that was super Twitter. random. <laughs> well, I just thought about it that I meant to do that earlier. Um, and there's one thing that this show is known for is it's singing. Um, yes, it is. I think we had one, though. What, what did we do? We did one sort of song. Was that before? Maybe. When did we? Oh, shoot. What was it? I was like... Two hours ago, I don't yes, know. Yes, it was. <laughs> and a bourbon and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, for the podcast, for the podcast that goes snicked, of course, um, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at snickcast, and um, show notes and stuff at snickcast.podbean.com. Yeah. So, once again. Um, Georgie, thank you so much. Dan, I hope you feel better real soon. And um, it's always a blast, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, you know, it's, it's a blast for you to get to talk with me. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> no, I I really enjoy these episodes, and you know, I hope 
Oh, we can do them for a long time. Me too. The, the good thing is, there's less chance of your 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 wife Denise dying of a giggle attack while we're on. So <laughs> that's true. She's safe. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys uh, mm-hmm. very much for listening, and um, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye bye. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye bye. And snacked. <laughs>